So now let's actually, let's actually start. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. And welcome to, uh, do we have a, oh, we have a name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just been driving for three hours to LAX. LAX is a lot. Anyone who has been to LA will know is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Crides in Norwegian. I'm Gabby. And I'm, what's my name again? Liska. Liska. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, this is Crides in Norwegian. We talk about scam in its many forms. Mainly original scam, Norwegian scam, but uh, we do want to talk a little bit about the other ones. Yes, and uh, different, slightly different format, kind of, for this one, because we're going to break it up into three, we're going to try, try to stick to 30 minute chunks. Yeah, for each of them. God knows we can talk about <laughs> um, <laughs> insanely long. We realize we might need to, like, you know, keep, keep each other in check <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I used to, I sometimes I listen to these podcasts that are more and more, much more professional, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, when when they they'll be like, oh, we're only going to talk about, like, the show we're reviewing for 20 minutes. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do they have little timers? Like, little, like, I have I have seen some people with timers, mm. uh, but I don't know if we want to do that. It's we, can, we, we can eyeball it. Yeah. yeah we can eyeball it. Okay. Do we want to talk about Scam Austin first? Yes. Let's. Okay. So, I was just following a bunch of different scam accounts on, on Twitter, especially because of the, we have a Twitter uh, for this podcast. Yes. Uh, at Kreisen Norwegian. <laughs> and I was just, I'm trying to follow more scam accounts on Myanmar. And I, I, I liked whenever people are like, remember guys, let's be positive. Let's, alt is, alt is uh, love. Yeah. Like, let's focus on the positive. Let's not just constantly be criticizing. Yes, and comparing. And yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to do that. Uh-huh. So I want to start by saying. Good philosophy. That I'm definitely enjoying Scam Austin much more now. Yes. Uh, that we've sort of reached the middle of the season mm-hmm. uh, than I was at the beginning. I'm trying to see it more for what it is. And I think because it has started to sort of make it more its own and make little changes, I'm enjoying it much more. Especially when it's like the girl squat hanging mm-hmm. out. I, I like those interactions. I like those friendships. I live for Joe's Instagram. It's essentially all <laughs> hair and soya all the time. <laughs> it makes me feel a little bad for Kelsey, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Right. So I think now you've seen everything except the most recent episode. Yes, I've so seen four episodes. What is your thoughts on it overall? I think much like you, in the beginning struggling a lot with comparison and, you know, maybe some negativity, but but as the show is finding itself and picking up its steam, enjoying it more and more, and those moments when it is like itself that's so separate from the original is when it's the most enjoyable in the episodes I've seen like I noted I think I mentioned to you that scene with the uh these are my eyebrows that little like joke they have with uh Kelsey where she like refers with her uh lip and then her eyebrows like it's great it's like it's like specific to this character and it makes her stand out I really liked a lot of their uh, adjustments for American culture mm-hmm. it's really a little while to figure out what dance that, so it's dance quad basically like cheerleading team cheerleaders no it's a different thing okay very American thing it's very similar, but I think the idea is that dance team feels like the feminist version of cheerleading squad. But like, do they go to games and cheer the footballers mm, on? It seems in the context of this that this is what they do. They don't necessarily do that always. I'm not sure. I think it depends okay. on each high school. In my high school, first of all, it was an all-girls 
school. We didn't have cheerleaders, but we did have dance teams, and most of my okay. friends were on it. And it was mainly, like, at pep rallies, they would come out and, like, right, do a right, dance. Right. At, like, the Halloween fest, they would come out and do it, like... like Right, right, like, at a school event. At school were, events, like, pe- they, they were yeah. one of the, like, hype, hype up events. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think we had cheerleaders, but we called them Spirit Squad or something mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, I was clearly not a part of that team. And then we did have te- a dance team, but we had multiple dance teams. Okay. Like, there was, like, a step team, I remember. There was, like, a jazz dance club. So it was, like, all these different things. So it took me a little while to figure out, well, like, why is it an issue that there's more than one at this school? <laughs> and little things like that, but... um. Yeah, but I think they are kind of the stands. They're like in... supposed to be like representing the school and yes. like being school spirit, yeah. which yeah. is why it's weird. There's more than one. But anyway, yeah, I really like that. I think it's such a good substitute and works so well in like plot wise and everything. In the last episode I watched four, I really liked that scene when she's uh, in the car with her mom mm-hmm. and like the whole like the emphasis on school doing well the pr- the pressure of that is very yeah. Like... I th- I think they've done a fascinating things with the parents because they're not present at all, Uh which is different from every other version of Scam I've seen. Like, we really don't have a scene with Megan and her mom. Like, they're in the car, but we never see her face, we never see them interact, which is a little weird to me, and I'm wondering what Julie's trying to say about American parents, because I think think they are a little bit more involved with their children's lives usually. Uh-huh. But I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll stick with it and see. But it is, even though they're never seen, their presence is so felt. Yeah. So, um, so true Megan's Megan's sort of like, part of her issue is dealing with the pressure of what her parents are putting upon her. And that's the only, we're going to talk about Marlon in a sec, but the uh-huh. only sympathetic thing Marlon has, he his shame, the thing that he carries with him everywhere is that his parents think that his passion is stupid, is right. silly. One of the things that is driving him is proving his parents wrong and that he can do this music and thing. That, yeah, that it's a serious yeah. passion, that it's a viable thing. That he doesn't him, need yeah. them. And that is, it feels very, very authentic and yeah. very real. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and very, like, high school when you're trying to sort of figure out, yeah. I mean, especially in these years that they're in, which is, like, when they're planning for their, you know, soon future, near, yes. near future. So, yeah, I'm enjoying all that, like, picking up on in that completely unique American things, but things that are prevalent in, in American society. Like, I, the thing with the parents, I mean, yes, they are absent off screen, which is interesting, but also there's the, like, conflict between the mom and dad. Yeah, I wonder what she is saying. Is it about more isolation, alienation, like, just disintegration of the family yeah, unit I'm not because sure. of economic pressure? Yes, because I, like, I think the idea of marriage and your parents' marriage and how it affects you in OG scam, like the scars of the parents are very felt, and the decisions of our marriages are, are very felt, but they kind of happen either before or they happen off screen. Right. So we kind of just see the aftermath. Or like you're learning through the character that you're following that season about their, and it's like the background that exactly. in, influences their whereas, personality. Whereas but... in Megan, it's happening currently. Right. And I wonder if that has some, that they're trying to say something about like American marriages and this idea of sticking it out for the family. Right. Uh, but then what does that mean? I don't know. I yeah. don't really know if, if they are trying to say something. Yeah. Uh, only we could talk to Julianne <laughs> one day. But it is it is pretty interesting to see how they've changed that. And I and when we talk about in maybe the next episode that we're recording today, uh, Scam Italy, it's it's different. Uh-huh. Her parents are married. So it's a different situation. It's either. a different situation. Yeah, so I am enjoying the changes. And I've been following, again, the Scam Austin group on Facebook. Not as... I think I needed a little bit of a break. Because it was it's mm-hmm. just a lot. But it's I have been scam. following it. There is definitely much more people who are watching Scam for the first time. 
which is very interesting. And there's there's kind of been like fights about can you please put spoilers when you're talking about original oh. scam? Oh, and I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, and it's become like a thing, and then people ask questions, and then it's confusing to know Aww. who has seen and who hasn't. So sometimes people are talking around it, and they're like, you could I know I've seen it, and there are other people are like, I haven't seen it. Shut right, up. Right, right. So it's become a thing, and I don't remember what my point was. There was a point. Oh, but it is kind of interesting to see the one storyline that I've started following a little bit is that people really seemed to like Penetrator Joe. Even people who... So I know. Even people who have seen original Scam are all like, well, maybe she'll say in the storyline. Hint, in the episode you haven't seen, they don't change the storyline. Okay. <laughs> he is... Exactly as uh, douchey as he is in the... May, perhaps even... Perhaps more! <laughs> perhaps more! I feel like Penetrator Chris is nothing but upfront about who he is and his intentions, except the girlfriend thing. He's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penetrator Joe, I think, tries harder to be like, I like you for you. Look yes. at me. Yes, yes, yes. I was so getting that vibe in the bowling alley it, scene. Yes, I love that scene. That was, and that was the clip where I was like, okay, I'm behind this. Like, uh-huh. I'm really feeling. Yes, I started to feel like they're even, like, every scene in that scene in particular climaxed in this way of, like, they're getting in their groove as mm-hmm. a show. And in it, he was unlike, or, you know, Penetrator Chris. He seemed interested in yes, her. Yes, genuine. It, I was Not like, just like, hey, I think convenient, you, I, we get to bang now because yep. you're here and you're crying. Yep. So I I thought that was really fascinating and that scene really won over a lot of people a lot of the audience well maybe they'll do something different with him uh in future seasons yeah they could yeah so i'm i plot was... twist season two <laughs> is actually about the beautiful love story of joe and eva uh, i mean Ma- not eva megan oh so confusing yes yeah, so but the... like his point of view i don't know how that would work anyway so that was that was really interesting to see because it was like even these people who are like i know i mean i know who he's supposed to be but maybe he's different this time around <laughs> uh, so that was I, I followed that just because I thought it was like kind of like a joy to, yeah interesting uh, to see yeah I really want to talk to someone who has only seen the American version yeah which my cousin which I know she's listening hey Kari she told me she heard the other <laughs> shout out yeah uh, if you do want to join us at some point we could figure it out yeah somehow Skype her in or something yeah Skype her in or something and, uh, yeah, because I really would, yeah, I just want to hear someone's fresh opinion, because I'm yeah. really trying hard to shut off my... I, I talked a little bit with her about it this week, and... Oh, wait, no, but you haven't seen that scene. Oh, okay. Oh, you can tell me. I mean, I've seen the original Yeah, show. so, essentially, uh, do you remember the, f- you know the fight that we love so much? The fight where yes. Ava finally talks to Jonas, and it's like, look, I know you're fucking lying to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, the version here was not great. Oh. Uh, because half of the fight works, but then she gets in her car, and he's trying to get her to not leave, so he, like, sits on top of her car so that she won't leave, Uh and a lot of people were like, that's abusive. Like, you don't do that. And it was, like, this whole thing about, like... Yeah, yeah. And I understood the consent issues that they had, and so I talked to her the day after, and she was like, I fucking hated that clip. He sucks. And that right. was the thing. Like, I have never left that scene hating. Feeling it, like here. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he, in fact, it's the opposite. You're supposed to feel sort of like, well, I mean, there's the whole creepy gaslighting. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it. it's not. But I don't, I don't know that you're Team Jonas. I understand why they're trying to. Yeah, there's like a hold on to this relationship. And like, I'm so glad that this. It's a kind of like a triumphant moment to her for a little bit. Yeah, it's like a a meeting in the middle. Yeah, like, (laughs) and I and I felt like it felt, I don't know, off. And okay, and now I think we should talk about my biggest concern with the show, 
Marlon. Marlon, yes. I do not know why I do not like him. <laughs> I want to like him because I love Jonas. Uh-huh. I want to like him because Megan loves him. Uh-huh. And even as I recognize that their relationship is not working, which, again, same thing with Emma and Jonas, I, I always did. I still, like, was intri- intrigued mm-hmm. with them. I just, I don't, I don't like them together. And all the comments are online is, like, dump him, dump, dump him, him, dump him. Every single time they interact. I, I don't know exactly if this answers your question, but from the things I've seen of them, actually, weirdly enough, one my comment four episodes in, not five, is how little of Marlon I feel like we see, and maybe that's part of the issue. Yeah. I mean, obviously, even OG scam, it's Eva's point of view, but like somehow we, I feel like we we know Jonas more or better. I don't know, like like he's more familiar. And even when they're at their worst, like when he's lying and they're not getting along, I feel like I understand or I can see and believe that these two once really had deep feelings for each other. Yeah. Or even st- still do, but that it's that it's something that's deep that's been shaken rather than in the in this show. I feel a little bit like. Okay, I know intellectually they're together, but I don't necessarily yeah. get why. And I wanted to discuss Scam Italia uh, later with you, but that was one of the things that I was noting was the differences because I don't think Giovanni or Joe, he's actually Joe, Joe. That's, this is going to get so confusing. Uh, I know. <laughs> is, it's my favorite. First of all, he's super cute. Or at least I think he's Aww. super cute. But I believe their relationship, and he also feels like, and this is going to sound weird, like a real teenage boy would act. Like, I think Marlon asks, like, a real teenage boy, too. But what I meant was, Megan never feels like she's part of their friend group. Yeah. So whenever they're mean to her, or whenever they tease her, I think that's why it feels meaner than when Jonas and Isak did it. Because Jonas and Isak are coming from a place of love, and I believe it of both of them. Yeah, like, you believe that these three have been very tight friends through thick and thin for a while. Yeah. And that even though they're putting her down, even though they're, like, teasing her, they maybe don't recognize that they're hurting her. Right. Versus, you're right, if I, for example, I think of the scene when they're in the garage eating pizza. Yeah. Um, so I really like how she kind of snaps Dance back up. at them. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was great. Super well done. That was one of my favorite moments. Again, deviating from the original in a good way. Yeah. But if I were to just see that scene in isolation, I would feel like these were three friends, and then one of them started dating a girl. The, uh, yes. And the girls started hanging yeah. out with them. Yes, that's what it feels like. Yeah, hundred percent. I wonder if it's four of them. I also wonder if it has something no, to do with Megan's. Because I mean, he's not like super important. But in Scam Italia, so we have uh, the Jonas character whose name is Giovanni. Like I said, Eva is Eva. Isaac is Mar- Martino or Marty, and then Elias is kind of like an actual, not an actual character, oh, but he's more present. They mention a lot. Yeah. yeah. In the- and so like she she goes and she hangs out with this boy group all the time, and I, I don't I don't have a problem with it, and it feels similar too. They're teasing her. It's interesting too when you sorry this is like slight tangential but related. Like the, I, my, now that you mentioned there's three boys and her and she's hanging out with a boy group it's interesting given the backstory of she had a bunch of girlfriends yes who ended up being this big fracture where the, now she's without girlfriends basically yeah something about it being three boys makes it even more stand out so I never noticed before that in even an OG scam she has two yeah. boys who are friends and that's it Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I agree with you that it just doesn't feel natural. I think at least a part of that has to be the actress who plays Megan. Yeah. Who, both in the writing of her character, but I think also in the performance... In, in the writing of her character, so I think you mentioned this last time, how she feels more mean for missing uh, the, 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 the Jonas's, I mean not Jonas, uh, Marlon's guitar show. Yeah. A, a rock show. And not just that, she feels more paranoid throughout that whole, now that I've finally seen it, my th- whole thing was like, she just feels 
kind of unpleasantly paranoid. Like I'm not in her point, I'm not in her point of view. Or I'm not in her. I'm not empathizing. Or I'm not in her shoes as she's going through this process of yeah. being like, I know something's wrong. I can't figure it out, and then feeling like, girl, you're being gaslit. Like yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Yes. Um, but at the same time, understanding where she's coming from, and somehow that's not happening in the yeah. In so scan. so like I said, also. that's that's my big thing. The Marlin and Megan relationship. I still don't completely buy into it. My biggest problem with Scam Austin, I think they're doing a lot of great things right now. I think they're figuring themselves mm-hmm. out. I think it took... All the, like, girl squad characters are really coming through for me. Yeah, I, I love Kelsey. I love Joe. I love, um, who's the Sana character? I, for, I forgot her name. Um, uh, Soya. Soya. And so- Grace. And Grace. Yeah. She's interesting. I can't tell. I go back and forth with, like, she both feels more like a real girl mm-hmm. than Nura yeah. ever did, who feels like, like a weird adult yeah, in the but- room. but... I, it's so weird because out of all the characters, I never expected Nura to be the one where I don't love in any other adaptation so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Because it's a really hard... It's uh, like the, she set the bar too high, and even though <laughs> I find her problematic at times, no one no one, no has, one has lived up to it. No, yeah. no one has lived up to how I really great like, she is. I really like a Scam Austin actress. Yes, I yeah, really yeah. love Grace, the yeah. actress, but... Perhaps because she feels more in, like, a real girl, quote-unquote, when she is talking to Kelsey about, like, you can't just borrow birth control, she seems more snobbish. Like, she's looking down on her more. Whereas when it's Nora, like, Nora's already a little bit, like, above everyone anyway. That's interesting, because that was my same reaction with Scam Italy. I thought her name is Eleonora, and I thought she was being a little bit too judgy on on the Judgy, that's a better word than snobby. Whereas with Nora, like, when Nora says, when Nora and Sana are very much team, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, friends don't judge each other. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that they live by that, uh, (laughs) by that policy as much as they can. Uh, Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Grace, I see it a little bit. She's a really good actress. She's very nice natural i love her look like she's great yeah i really um, really like her too okay uh and then also people are still having the who is isaac discussion uh <laughs> okay one thing that is <laughs> odd to me with the, divi- the division of isaac presumably into uh tyler and tyler and shay, shay. who i both li- like both fine but tyler is like, you know he's gay, right? Like, I'm not the only one who, just by how he acts, and, I mean, he, he has, like, a vibe about him. I don't know, man. Uh, do you know it was actually... Which is fine. Do you know it was actually Tyler's house that way they were at? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. and there's, like, a... I don't know if it was the establishing shot, and I don't know if it was on purpose with Julie. Everything seems like it was on purpose, but there's actually, like, a pride flag around, like... Oh, I didn't notice that. I don't know, so I I, uh, I have no idea. But, but I think it's all fine. I mean, if he's a character who's already out, that's fine. Like, it, well, I don't care on a plot level what they're doing it. The only thing that feels weird is when Joe, when they're doing the Chris uh, Isak thing... Yeah. Joe doing it to him, like, I can't figure it well, out. Well, I or is that the joke? Uh, it's not. No, no, no. I don't think so because I don't think I don't. No one asks, acts like he's gay. Yeah, you're just. I don't know. Uh, Maybe like, no, crazy. Yeah, none of the other characters. Maybe I'm just re, re like interpreting that way. That's true because none none of the coming. other characters act like he's gay. Uh, I still like that scene because of the Spanish, and I thought it was a cute. I don't know. Moment. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, like, his name is Hefe. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I still think it's a problem that Facebook won't fucking notify me when there's new content. Facebook. I finally, that shit. <laughs> I finally had to, like, there was this one post that someone started in the group. They were like, subscribe to this post. I'm gonna, like, write whenever there's new. And then that's the, that's, that's. That's what, a notification you That's get. a notification I get. But anyway, they had text messages, I think, this week. So it's a school mm-hmm. dance. And then she, Joe was even texting, like, so, uh, is, is Tyler gonna be there? And he's like, she's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. And he's like. <laughs> 
I get it. Alhafa is too cool for this, or something, <laughs> some, something like that. Yeah. Um, so they're definitely yeah. So in that aspect, he seems to be Isaac. But then obviously you have I wait. I don't know if you've seen this. You have Shay be the person that she has the conversation with about. I think. Oh, I haven't. Oh, yeah. So then, that, so yeah, I yeah. think that's the next clip. Yeah, because the last thing I saw was. Oh um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, so Marlon I, getting in the so car. So I think the next clip is like she's like. Hey, Shay. Right. And that's what I mean. Even then, when she text, tells Shay, let's hang out, Shay is like, why are we hanging out, the two of us? Right. Whereas, it was never a question that Isaac and, uh, and her Eva would have a reason to, to hang get out coffee. Because they're friends. Or whatever, yeah. They definitely keep splitting up the Isaac and Shay and Tyler right, and right. continue to piss off <laughs> uh, the entire fandom in the process. One of the things online that we've talked and that we've talked about before was that in the original Jonas, what he's doing that he's lying about is that he's just um, smoking weed. And we were like, "That's Texas." Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah. can't be, and she's sixteen. Yeah, that, that can't be what he's hiding from her. So <laughs> then there were a bunch of theories online, and uh, one of them was proven right. She. Uh, Do you have any theories? Uh, no, I don't have any. What could it? Wait, it's Texas. Well, what do what do teens do? I don't know if you know. I don't know. I actually don't know. Like <laughs> eating uh, Tide Pods. I don't know. What the kids <laughs> <do>. <laughs> uh, no, people. I think people were reading into some of his um, just comments and little things that friends have said too, and then they were like, "Oh, maybe he's doing this." Or that. I don't know if you want me to tell you. He's secretly podcasting. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, just no, tell me. I don't do, care. Uh, he is selling Adderall. Oh. Yeah. That's a big thing so she's like so you're a drug dealer i yeah. actually really like that yeah no i like that a it's lot. really good and it what feels was it that people picked up on it was like little comments about like money and how he like tyler would be like well you know he's he has oh, money he now some... and like yeah yeah so didn't somebody actually make a comment to him about adderall like it's easy for you with your oh i think so yes yes i think so uh oh well done so they've well done they definitely, yeah so that i thought that was that, and i thought that was good i was like yeah and i totally believe yeah, it's that. great it's great because both kind of like the makes his actions more morally dubious yes. than just smoking pot. Yeah. Um, but also, I like that it adds to the, it, like, it's within the theme of pressure, doing good in the school. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot. Yeah, and, over he, and, and he's like, oh, medicated. Yeah, he's like, it's my Adderall. He's, he's like, so it's fine. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I experience people doing in high school and in college. I, yeah, definitely. And also uh, fascinating to me, is it just that she didn't think of it when she did OG Scam? Or is it something that's not as big of a problem in Norway? I don't know. It's definitely um, a problem in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, I know that much. Uh, so I don't know. That would be an interesting question to talk about. Yeah. With the ever-mysterious Julianne. <laughs> yes. Uh, Please email us. So I thought that was that was really well done, and I actually I actually yeah see the episode because I think it's actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, and I think there's even good Marlon and uh, Megan moments, but it's too late. Like, well, first of all, it has that moment I don't like, but then at the end when the that moment where he mm-hmm. finally comes clean to her, I think it works here too, which I think it's important for the moment to work for you to be invested in the second half of the season. Right, right, right. right. The problem is I'm not invested in the first half of their relationship. Right. Uh, yeah. So we are talking about season one. Uh, Episode 7. And I am looking up the title right now. Cool. Oh, it's in <laughs> Norwegian. No, just look for the wiki page. <laughs> it should have it in both. Oh, it's a really long one. I always think it's me there's something wrong with. Aww. I always think it's... Oh, that's actually a really... Okay. Yeah. So, okay. wait, let's, let's do this again. Okay, so we are here now going to talk about season 1, episode 7, which is called... Uh, it fucking went to one of these Amazon ads. <laughs> Go back. It's I called, know. I always think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Sorry. 
my phone betrayed me at the worst possible moment. It's not called uh, my phone went to one of those apps. <laughs> it's called I always think there's something wrong with me. Okay. All right. Which is like very sweet. Okay. This episode began with a thing that I did not understand. And though I may sound like a fool for asking, I have to. So it's Vilda talking mm-hmm. with the girl squad. And she's, uh, you know, do- doing her little OCD like food sorting thing. Yeah. And she's talking about Ring Lord and Lord of the Rings. She's something like, first there was Ring Lord, then there's Lord of the Rings. And oh, then I- she says something about, then the Lion King makes it okay that we had sex in the woods. I. Did you follow any of that? <laughs> no, I ignored that. Okay. I didn't know if it was a translation thing, a sub thing. I even thought about finding like a different, a different edit. edit. And I was just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is that we see Vilda obviously uh, sorting her salad and playing with her food and yeah. sort of not eating, and we see Nora calling her out because that is something that is going to continue beyond this season. Yes, um, and so then even more like a reason that we're robbed of the thing because she never has her own season. But yeah, it's it's playing around with this idea of Vilda with an OCD slash eating disorder. Sorter. Yeah, um, it's definitely planting the seeds, and it's, yeah, it's very visual and, and yeah. Super I well think done. We, we get that. And I think Nora is the one who's also then at this point trying to talk about William and how Vilda feels about William uh, hooking up with Sada. Uh, yes. And Vilda kind of doesn't want to talk about it. So yeah, like, she's saying it's fine. And the party, everyone up, hooks up with everyone. Yeah, and then she, of course she brings up that Penetrator Chris also supposedly hooked up with someone, which makes Eva like visibly blanch. Yeah, her, her, again, she's very good at the faces. Oh, so good. So it's just like a panicky of like, what do you mean? And then when Jonas turns up, now it's her turn to be super weird. Yes. <laughs> super weird. So Jonas is like, hi. And she's like, I'm going to eat your face now. Yeah. I love you. Nothing's wrong. And uh, and Isak is just standing there like, uh, uh, like he's like, I'm used to being the third wheel, but this is a bit much. Is a bit, I mean, all of them, even after the boys leave, the girls are like, what, what just, just happened? happened? <laughs> Although, uh, I will say this is the second moment of Chris continuing to I-fuck Isak, which is always, yes. always great. Okay, so I want to pause for a second and talk about that because I feel, I felt weird about it for some reason watching it this time. Not, but, I mean, I get it. It's funny. I like it. I want to just laugh at it and not think about it, but I ever think things because whatever I do and I was like what exactly is the joke here is it that she's that she can't that she's not like he's like she's not up to like he's out of her league yes thank you I was like what's the freaking sports phrase yeah that he's out of her league Um, he's out of her league um do I feel comfortable (laughs) with this joke I don't know it's funny though because I have never seen it here I've seen it in Scam Austin and I've seen it in Scam Italia and I think this is the version where I like it the most like I feel like everyone's reaction feels genuine and not malicious yes uh, absolutely it's just like oh look at this weird moment and this weird I, I mean think, it's I not think, just that it's I her think, weight it's like her like she's it's a odd thing and yeah so it's, I think it's like look at her weird I, I choose to interpret it as look at her weird way of flirting right right um and not being able to kind of like read the room right and that he's highly not interested yes. for very different it's reasons yeah um so yes I think it it's like I think we've said that Chris has this line where you love her and you think she's hilarious, but you also don't, you don't want to be laughing at her. Yes. Um, totally. I, and, I can see your concern. Yeah, and I don't feel like anyone in that room is laughing at her, but I just had this moment of like, being like, wait, what? What am I laughing? What am I laughing at? And anyway, just this interesting, obviously they did it in Scam Austin, but it's just in the context of like consent culture and yes. all this kind of stuff. I, is this joke already dated <laughs> in a weird way? I don't know. It's interesting. Because um, there's something also kind of rapey 
about it. No, no, I get um, what you mean. Last week was the season finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh-huh. And it was uh, Jake and Amy's wedding. wedding. I watched it. Oh, yeah. So uh, I had seen a tweet about something, and then I dismissed it, and then, like, a couple of days later, I connected, and I was like, oh. And it was, like, one of the recurring jokes in that episode is the, the guy who has been uh, obsessed with Amy for a couple of seasons. Oh, and yeah. And he keeps trying to propose to her, and she broke up with him because he was boring, and then now he's he's joined the bomb squad to be less boring, and even on her wedding day, he keeps trying to, trying to delay get, the wedding. And... Delay the wedding or whatever. And I saw, like, a couple of tweets being like, wow, I bet this was way funnier when they, like, originally <laughs> when they wrote it. When they originally wrote it. But, but I, I didn't, I don't know, I, I don't, I didn't have a problem yeah, with it. it it's just... weird, because I don't want to be one of those people who's, like, policing humor. I mean, we can make light of serious things. Yes. That's how we deal with serious yeah, things exactly. very often, is make jokes about them. Even though he is, on her wedding day, like, uh-huh. still kind of proposing to her, he's still somehow not, not crossing a line. Right, which right, is right. He never say. felt domineering yeah. or something, or, like, she was any kind of danger, certainly. So, yeah, I think it is interesting to kind of see things from this era. Me Too era. <laughs> uh, so, I, I will grant you that, yeah. even as I still enjoy it, and I still enjoy Isaac's reaction. Oh, I love it, Because yes. he is so confused and uncomfortable. Yes, and I think it's a very American thing for us to be even wondering about it now, I think. Yes. I don't know that other countries are having this kind of uh, dialogue for, yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah, all right. Um, and then, I think that's the end of that scene. Yes, we talked about that a lot. Um, uh, and then we go to the skate park. I wonder if he, uh, did the actor do his own stunts? I don't know. I've always wondered of this, and I, for some reason, love the setting of the skate park. I oh, think yeah. It's very so uh, great. cinematic, and uh-huh. I really like it. I have this little one shot that I wrote about Eva and Jonas and the skate park. Is it when it comes back at the end? Because there's an amazing usage of the skate park. No, it's just like I just wrote about... What did I write about? Oh, sorry. One shot is a fanfic. I was I've... thinking of like... No, no, no. Somehow a shot. No, no, no. It was, I just wrote this little short, uh-huh. short thing online like about it. I guess it oh. must have been about a year ago. Well, nah, you have to link to it. It's it's not great, guys. But it, <laughs> it, it, it was oh, also like, on. I think at that point I had seen the show only once. Okay. So I was just, not misremembering, but interpreting the events. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. way I want it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's but a yeah. fanfic for. Anyway, it makes it makes an appearance at Skate Park. Yeah. Because I like it. Uh, well, whether he did or didn't, I'm not sure. But he definitely was very good when we did see his yeah. face. Um, and then, so I was just watching, and then, huh, and then Snake Sack appears. <laughs> I think this is... Snake sack at his snake sackiest. Yes, if I can oh, say that. Oh, I, I, I wrote a wild eye sack appears, which is Pokemon like sort of talk where it's like <laughs> suddenly here he is, ready to attack. He just looks so innocent. I was having flashbacks of the first time I watched the show, and I'm just being like, this guy is a psychopath. <laughs> like, like he's so um because it, okay, so she confesses that so, yeah. something happened with her and Penetrator Chris, and he tells her, don't tell Jonas anything, and then he says make sure it won't come out in any other way which I feel like is so subliminally manipulative because yeah. he knows that if he pokes that she'll go and poke other people and somehow it'll come out yeah I don't know if it's actually what's going on with him or if he's covering up for himself because he knows he's gonna tell yeah so. maybe maybe although I still wrote but why him like if she really is feeling this guilty he is also Jonas's best, best friend, friend and, and he weird. has sort of made it clear since episode one where his allegiance is always gonna be Yes. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a question of his innocent face. Yeah. Still not being comfortable enough with the girls also because of her own backstory. Or yeah. I just think it's it's an interesting choice to go with Isaac, even though yeah. I, I believe their friendship 100%. Yes. I uh, kind of in that moment, I just thought like, oh, that it's over sitting on her mind so much and overwhelming her. 
that it just kind of comes out. That's basically how I interpreted it. It wasn't something she was necessarily planning on doing. Yeah, and without without knowing the sheer manipulation that is going on, which I think you can see even if you don't know all the details, it's still kind of a sweet moment. Yes. Oh, especially if you don't know what's going yeah. on. He's giving her bad advice, but it's like understandably bad. It's like advice a teenage boy might give a yeah. girl. And he hugs her and it's very sweet and I'm just like, look at my beautiful boy. I'm like, I, I, I was listening to the previous episode and I was like, why do I keep calling him my baby boy? But he uh, looks like a little cherub. <laughs> he looks like he's 12 years old in this first season. Oh, I did look does. up a picture of him now. Yeah, oh yeah, um, did you? It's trippy because he looks exactly the same except like a little bit older. That's what I mean. I was like, he doesn't look like a man, but he's getting there. <laughs> yeah. Before our very eyes. Oh, I know. I'm so excited for him. <laughs> I saw a tweet 10 minutes ago that was like, can like Netflix make some sort of dark or uh, Casa de Papel uh-huh. or some sort of pretty inter- hit show on Netflix that is Norwegian and can and like, can he be in it? Yeah. Is he still acting? Do you know? Yeah. He does the theater and stuff. Yeah. I know this because I basically follow every single Isak uh, obsessed person and uh, <laughs> on my personal Twitter. Is he a, was he an actor before the show, or did he get discovered by the show? I think he got discovered by the show, but wow. I could be wrong. But I know he he's one of the ones that has continued to pursue it and take it seriously, and it's like, this is the craft of uh-huh. what I want to be doing, at least right now, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. I believe he was in, I don't know if it was, like, uh, just a theater or what the deal was, but they did, like, an adaptation of Grease, and he was one of the, like, friends. Uh-huh. One of the, <laughs> one of the biker boys. I would love to see an adaptation of Grease in Norwegian. That's <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, so then uh, we're in school, and Vilde still wearing the Penetrator hoodie. Um, yeah. And, like, clearly in, like, fantasy la-la land yeah. about uh, William. Because like, she asks about Penetrator Chris, and then Vilda says something like, oh, wouldn't it be, do you like, like him? him? Wouldn't it be great if you dated him and I dated William? <laughs> yeah, and then it would be like, double D, isn't that amazing? Uh, so Vilda, on the one hand, definitely very quickly picks up that Eva's questions about Chris, Penetrator Chris are like, there's something behind this. Yes. Uh, she might not know what it is, but she Yeah, because like, th- that's her obsession, yeah. is boys and liking yeah. boys. And- but then, obviously, then she's also delusional, because... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. She keeps talking about William. And um, then Nora explains. And then Nora basically walks in in the middle of that sentence and is like, girl, I'm going to follow Sana's advice and open your eyes right now to the reality. Uh, and she explains the sweatshirt deal and how they have all the name. And she's like, William had sex with that girl. And William had sex with that girl. And that one over there. Basically, like, the deal is you wearing that hoodie is you telling the whole school that you are a trophy. And right. not even that, they highlight their fucking name when they give you the hoodie. So right, like, so you know who, who out of the penetrators is a person that you slept yeah. with. It's so disgusting at every level. I'm very curious to see what the American version is going to do, which would be next week, actually. Yeah. So we'll get yeah, back definitely. on that. And again, I want to talk a little bit more about Sam Italia later, but uh, I like that they've been able to translate some of the weird aspects without it feeling weird. Is mm-hmm. like, for example, they have like a wall behind the boys' bathroom where they, where have, they... The, where they have the name of right. every of the boys, and then they put like a check mark or an X with the number of girls that they slept with. Right. And that feels... Yeah, I'd believe that. 100%. Yeah, totally, totally. And it also feels more plausible than wearing a fucking hoodie. Also, I feel like the girls would pick up on it. Like, if you were getting a sweatshirt right? with somebody who you've just slept with, like, first of all, clear, that's clue A. And clue B, his name is the only one in red. red? Like, what does that mean? And then you start seeing other girls wearing it. Who has the money to make sweatshirts? <laughs> yes, because I thought about that too, because that means every single guy has his own sweatshirt. Like, yeah. That means he personally had printed you know, 50 or 100 or however many. Yeah, I mean, that's 100 is really so like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm telling you, there's some things like in these episodes, Norwegians take things seriously. Yeah. Um, but this is actually one of my favorite moments coming up at the end of this scene because I just what the scene is named after. Yeah, so Nora, one... Nora basically is, look, you should give the sweater back and take back your integrity, I think is the word they used. Yes. Uh, and, and Vilda basically kind of processes it and then she says... I know you're supposed to think that if a guy is not into you that it's his problem, not yours, but I keep thinking something is wrong with me, and how does one not think that? Yeah. Something to that. I might paraphrasing slightly, but yeah, it's yeah. to that effect. And it's such a good moment. It's so well performed by that actress. Yeah, it's like, it's, um, it's hard not to think there's something wrong with you when a guy doesn't like you. I don't know if I wrote it correctly, yeah, but, but I tried to write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's heartbreaking and yeah. just so poignant. I, I loved it. It's one of my favorite um, Vilda moments, for sure. Yeah, I saw some comments about people saying that Kelsey in Scam Austin, so in the clip where she sees, which you haven't seen, where she sees uh, Daniel making out with someone else, mm-hmm. she's actually, like, crying. Like, she's mm. in her beautiful dress and the bleachers crying. So we were saying something about how Kelsey's obsession with Daniel felt more real or more authentic or more deep than Vilda's, which I don't know. I feel like that's unfair. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it's very... In, it's, even in the beginning of the scene when she um, when she makes the comment about, oh, wouldn't it be great if you dated so-and-so and I dated William? It rings so true to me. Like, I think I had that conversation with somebody once in high school who just, like, was into someone and was spinning fantasies in yeah, her yeah. head about, like, her last name, basically. And then the moment when you realize that they are so into this guy, but he has, he's clearly, like, not either not aware of her or not interested. Yeah, um, it's... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Very so Wilda. I don't know, maybe it's different levels of heartbreak, but I yeah. think I think Builder's heartbreak is as real as any totally. other version that I've seen. And, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Scam Austin and yet, it's but... it's so sad. Yeah, it's super well done. And then the next scene is Eva's thinking about what Isak said, said, and she's calling Penetrator Chris just when Jonas shows up. up. Yep. Um, so she hangs out uh, without talking to him, uh-huh. and then he calls back. Yes, and proves himself to be, like, just the biggest <laughs> dick in the world. Um, she's pretending to be, she's, like, saying something like, yeah, mom, uh, I'll call I, you back later. Yeah, I have someone over. And he, and he's like, mom, what kind of sick uh, game are you I playing? Play. The copy I have of the episode doesn't have her text, to him, his original text to him translated. So out of curiosity, I Google translated it from Norway English to, to English. And this is what he translated. Little bite beautiful sentence to hang on call you afterwards <laughs> okay and i just like see this is why google translate is problematic yeah, yeah. this is why i had to stop taking uh, italian when i remember i had to write a 10 page italian paper i know in like page five i just gave up and like google translated it and then i was just like i don't think i can keep taking italian anymore guys <laughs> i'm like i'm you like hit, you hit your wall yeah i hit my wall <laughs> okay anyway and then a kind of a sweet Jonas uh, Eva scene. They're kind of teasing each other. He's yeah, there's a moment where it gets tense, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then it like kind of resolves. The tension resolves. Which yeah, is really it's great. it's just they're kind of like having a conversation. There's a little bit of tension still there because they're kind of on the mend. Uh-huh. He makes fun of her for using the word mar- marijuana, uh-huh. uh, which I think is cute. Um, he says something like, "I can do anything for you," like, but not in a creepy. No, he's way. like, just she's like, if, if I told you not to do drugs anymore, would you? Would and you? he's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it has that moment, like, this scene I wrote, like, that you see why they are a good couple. Yeah, exactly. Um, in a way that I haven't quite maybe seen in Scam Austin. Yeah, and, that, and that's my complaint. My complaint is, even when I 
recognize he's being a shitty boyfriend, I kind of get why she's still right. with him. Uh, <laughs> totally. And you get also a history with him. Like, they feel yes. like they've been together yeah. for a long, through thick and thin for a little while at least. Yeah. Also, can I comment on how bad a liar Eva is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also how good of an actress, again, <laughs> that girl is, that yeah. she can act like a bad liar? That's mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like, he Be- said, being a bad liar and, what was the other, and being drunk. Those are two things that you think are easy to act. And they are not. not. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, she, when he asks, she says like, oh, I was just reading. What are you doing? I was just reading. What were you reading? And she just has no answer <laughs> in this most awkward way. Uh, um, it's so good. And then, and then like, and then the phone keeps ringing, so she can't, he keeps, he's, he's like, this just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like sensing something in the room, but he doesn't know what. Okay, and then we are at the courtyard. The girls are all like hanging out. I have written Vilda the Tornado. Yep, she storms in, and then she, actually, oh, I just saw the Scam Italy version of this, and it was really funny. Because it did felt like Vilda, but like a slightly different version of her. Okay. Because they're all kind of waiting for her. And then she comes in. Uh, and then she's like, so first of all, I got, I got like a whatever, like a good grade in math. The uh-huh. highest in the, and they were like, okay, good. And then it's like, second of all, I found the recipe for this thing. And I'm going to make it for you guys. Third of all, I'm going to go up to <laughs> Eduardo <laughs> and tell him that I'm taking back. Now he can't treat me like this. And I was like. For some reason, that order of events was, like, really, really funny. Yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, perfect. yeah, so Vilda goes in, and essentially she's like, all right, I'm giving the hoodie back, and I'm taking, uh-huh. telling him that, uh, he can't treat me like this, I'm taking my integrity back, and Sana makes the joke about, well, you don't have that anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and is very against this whole thing, because she's like, we finally got in with the penetrators, Yes. are gonna ruin it for us. It's, Nora's it's, like, it's possible to speak up and be cool, which I think I wrote down only in Nora land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nora is all like, feminism, I support you. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Again, uh, the dynamic between all the girls in uh-huh. that moment. Then we get what is probably one of the most iconic scenes uh, in scam history, and that is going to be in every adaptation and every, every version. In every version, no matter how you feel about about William and Nora. I had so many conflicting feelings about this. Okay, yeah, we can talk about it because I, in these two episodes, I found myself like, I love these moments and I hate myself for it. Like, I can see the potential in the ship. Yes. But anyway, let's... Well, I, I don't know what it is exactly. Like, I get the archetype of the arrogant bad boy who gets uh, challenged, challenged by the... finally by someone, at, by a girl, and she breaks through his tough exterior. And forces him to change. And forces him to change. And fall in love for the first time. Yes, and become a good person. So, but anyway, let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, Vilda walks up, and she hands back the hoodie. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh... And, and William, who, by the way, I'll get... Anyway, William is, is just the most paternalistic arrogant, douchey asshole. He's the biggest asshole in the world in this scene. Um, he says, like, whoa. First of all, he says, calm down, take a deep breath. Yeah. Oh, so condescending. I just want to, like, go through my screen and strangle him. And then he says... And then he says, you seem to be in an impression I think badly of you. I don't. I don't don't think about you at all. I don't even know your name. And then he says... And he just... just He literally says the words, you're not good enough. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. That's what I wrote down. You're not good enough. Um, And, like, it's, like, every single insecurity that Vilda has had in her entire life, yeah. he's just confirmed He it. just nailed So she just, like, leaves crushed. Again, even if you didn't have those, in, in, like, insecurities, that's just an awful thing, thing to, to say. To hear. yeah. And to do. Yeah, totally. 
And so I, I was, I paused watching episode and I thought, like, is this because I'm older? Like, I can see myself as a younger person, like, melting at the, fo- what follows, which is Nura standing up for Vilda. And, I, and you know, sparks flying between them. And I'm like, I see it on I screen think... and I, I, it makes my blood like, I think cold. it's the way he said it. I don't think the the moment in theory, I don't have a problem with. Uh-huh. I believe it 100%, and I'll talk about that. This So this is one of the criticisms that I was talking about, uh-huh. about original uh, scam and how, and I'm intrigued about how the other versions have dealt with it. The fact that he sells, outright says you're not good enough, the way that he chooses to talk to her, is what people, a lot of people have a problem with. Yeah. They're like, why, why, why does he have to be this? Why is he so insanely awful? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have, for this moment to work, does he have to be a monster? Well, and if he is, there's never any comeback or payback for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, he never apologizes as, as to my memory. He never even really acknowledges that he this apologizes, is terrible. He apologizes, but he apologizes and but in, talk, a, in a way that you can tell he's only apologizing because, because he, of Nora. Nora. Okay, so anyway, so after this, Vilda leaves Crush, and then this is where then Nora steps up and is a fucking badass and slays him, essentially says, why can't you act like a fucking human being? She doesn't yes. fucking, but she... Yes, but it's implied, strongly. Uh, like, like, and she goes like, did your, did your mommy not love you? Did your daddy not yeah, show up for enough graduation? Like, like, do basically she's like, do you have a small dick or did you have it? Like, what is fucking <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, she does reference his penis. Uh, that you have to be this god fucking awful. And, and that, so this is the first, for reals, Nurhelm moment. And uh-huh. I understand why people love it and why it's iconic, because she is, like, perfect. Yes. And it's, ex- the scene is extremely satisfying yes. from a wish fulfillment perspective. Because everyone has in their life had that moment. Yeah. Sometimes with a guy, sometimes not, it doesn't matter. Where you, basically, Nura says exactly the thing that you wish you had said yeah. in those moments. And that's why she's, like, kind of like the perfect friend in the moment. Because yeah. Uh, no and one, just a perfect everyone else is just standing around in shock, and Laura's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what needs right. to be said." And so I, I think it's a lovely moment in terms of her, in terms she, of her character, yeah, her character who she is as a friend. And I understand, like you're saying, why people look at that and say, "Oh my God, I ship these two. I, I just, get the idea of it. I, I don't know if it's just that he was too mean, or it's that as, as an older person, I have gone through the experience of finding out that those guys who are arrogant, mm-hmm. scummy jerks, it's it's not that there's a girl out there who's going to <laughs> make them different. Oh, I forgot. She says, stop walking around like a fucking cliche. And I did love that And so that much. is us. So, because it strikes this great note that uh, Scam often strikes, I think, where they're both mocking themselves yeah. and li- like enjoying themselves. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think it's like an age thing. Like yeah. I, yeah, no, I can see that. Because uh, I try to, I try to think about what I loved. What are the couples that I loved at that uh-huh. time? And you know, we'll talk about this if we ever get to it. I know that you have changed your mind about Logan Eccles. I will love Logan Eccles until the day I fucking it's, die. I was just about to say that. Okay, it's not that I've changed my mind. I just have. I feel weird watching it because. Uh, I remember watching it and just being so in love with them and I, yeah. wanting a Logan they... in my life. And and yet, and then I saw it again a few years later, quite a few years later, and I was creeped out and just did not respond well to okay. him. They are still my fucking OTP until the day I die. I don't disagree with that. But I, but I my memory. But, but is I strong. I know you haven't seen Gossip Girl, but I and I think maybe it's because maybe it's because Gossip Girl is on for longer. But I used to love Chuck Bass, like, so much. 
Uh-huh. And by the end of that show, and I've talked to our friend Cherise about it because she's still like, she also watched it in a binge format, which I uh-huh. think is a different experience. She was like, no, Chuck is great. And I was like, by the, halfway through uh, uh, Gossip Girl, I wanted Chuck to fucking die. Right. He's, he's awful. He's right. awful, awful. So. I've heard a lot about how awful he is. Well, not just from you, from I mean, I, I like, I still like him as a character, which is a weird thing to say. I just don't want him to be with Blair ever. Right. Isn't um, that weird? People, like, you can love Terrible yeah, pe- yeah. Characters. so I still, I still love him, and but I'm just like, you and Blair bring out the worst in each other. <laughs> right. And uh, so I'm, um, I'm one of those, I, uh, I, there was a tweet the other day from one of the TV critics who was like, what's a couple that you love that uh, ended up not being, ca- like, that, that's canon, but ended up not being endgame, which okay. means someone who got together while the show was going on, but then by the end of the show, they're not the couple that sort of uh-huh. ends. And to me, it's the sometimes unpopular, and yet I will always love them, Dan and Blair from uh, Gossip Girl, because they kind of came out of nowhere, except not to watch that show carefully. Those seats were planted early on. Uh, these are two characters that um, are total opposites, and yet then when they're together, I genuinely think that they bring out the best, best in each, each other. other. Right. And the other one is Will and Alicia from The Good Wife, but I would rather not talk about it because I still cry. Um, <laughs> Noted. Moving on. Uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, so maybe it's an age thing. I, I yeah, I, um, we just, to clarify, Logan, like, I, my love of the original couple, like, my memory of how I felt watching the show originally is strong enough that when I think about them in the abstract, I'm like, yes, I love okay. them as a couple, like, I, I'm not, uh, <laughs> well, it's like, anti-Logan. Well, it's like when we were talking about the Me Too movement and how conflicted it makes me feel about Spike and Buffy, who I still will always love, uh, yeah. but, uh, so, he, uh yeah. but he tried to rape her. Yeah, he tried to rape her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that was a thing that happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is dealt with in the show, kind yes, of. Yes, but, but, yeah, it's so, you know, we, we, I'm okay with loving problematic ships. Yes. It's just, I feel like there has to be some sort of discussion about the fact that they are problematic and acknowledgement. Right, right. And, and then that the, whoever is the more problematic one... Needs to atone. A- acknowledge, and, apologize, and do better. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know that I see so, William doing that So enough. essentially, to sum it up, it's a great fucking scene. It's a great moment. It yes. is the official moment that a ship was born. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a thousand but, ships sailed for... But Nurhelm. But we... I I think we feel problematic. We, we feel... We yeah. have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. So. I, I think I even liked this scene a lot more when I saw it first, having not seen season two. Because I, I, the minute it happens, I'm like, oh, I get it. They're going to do something with this couple. Devil. Yeah. Um, and I think you were you were excited for it. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, that'll be intriguing to watch. But I maybe it's more like how, my memory of how they handle it in um, season two, which will be interesting to watch Yeah, which will be interesting to watch. I think, again, I think there's parts of season two that I love, um, but there's parts that I think I'm yeah. willing to discuss. And that's what I was trying, like, that's why I want to make clear to people, I am not here to criticize Norham as a couple, I really want to have an open mind about them. Yeah. They're never going to be my favorite couple in the show, but I really just want to, like, dissect and talk about them and try to figure out, yeah, like, yeah, what works, why, yeah, what works, what doesn't um, work. For different people. Small confession. I, for the longest time, I mean, this since I watched this show with you first, have been thinking William's name is Wilhelm. I don't know if I, like, blanked out on the really? moment that she calls him Wilhelm Romney. Okay, which is, it's actually not the same okay. episode. It's oh, the next one, but we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, and that's why I kept, like, I think even texting I called him Wilhelm, and I don't know, he didn't call me out on it, so I just kept doing it. Well, because that's what she calls I mean, him, so I thought you were him. doing, like, on purpose. <laughs> 
It's yes. like in uh, in Joan of Arcadia. I just make. I'm just gonna keep making references to shows no one watches. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, in The Raven Boys too, which you talked about, uh-huh. uh, her name is Blue, and her love interest calls her Jane, and that's just like. That's just the way it is. Wait, you have to explain. Why did they call? Why did he call her Jane? He was making fun of her weird name. Oh, oh. Um, oh like why can't it be normal? Like yeah, Jane. Yeah, got it. Anyway, and Joan of Arcadia, they do a similar thing. I think he also calls her Jane instead of Joan. Uh. Um, and it's supposed to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, we we are almost done with this episode, but we yes. have not finished it. So, um, then it's a uh, Friday. Uh, yes. Jonas and Abba are at the courtyard, they're being sweet, they're being cute, which can only mean one thing, shit is about to go down. Anyway, uh, Jonas <laughs> goes uh, goes off to his class, Norwegian uh-huh. class, because, you know, they're in Norway. Because <laughs> they're in Norway. Uh, and then, it's, 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 I thought it was kind of funny, because he, like, he walks in, and then, like, we outwalk the girls, it's like, uh-huh. it was, it was, it was it very, was very well choreographed. Yeah. Yeah, the editing and cinematography of this whole scene is a plus. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, I think the whole girl squad, yeah, comes out, uh-huh. and then they're gossiping, because it turns out that Penetrator Chris did actually hook up, hook with, up someone with someone at the party. Um, and Ava's like, what? Yeah, um, and her face is pure terror. And then I think they even asked, like, who was it? And then yeah, that they're, moment, trying to, they're trying to figure it out. And just in that moment, even <laughs> makes a reappearance with an amazing kind of punch slap. It was a little bit of both. Eva and this basically fight. Girl fight! It's a girl yeah, fight. Yeah, it's, it's a girl fight. It's a full-on girl fight. The music choice is excellent. The editing is amazing. Yep. And I'm also kind of conflicted about the scene because on the one hand, I feel a little bit guilty about enjoying it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the other hand, I enjoy the shit out of it. It's yeah, so well it's, done. It's a really well done fight. Uh-huh. Anna! I don't know if you noticed him. Oh, Magnus! I I Magnus! <laughs> I said, hey, Magnus! First official spotting of Magnus. Yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, he's like pulling them apart. Yeah. He's one of the people pulling them apart. Yeah. But you know what? Girl fights happen, and they do. And they They do. They walk this fine line in the show of like both enjoying and mocking. Um, And they did it again in that episode, in this scene, in my opinion. So that is episode seven? Seven. Episode seven of Scam and a discussion of Scam Austin up until episode episode four. four. So, yes. So, thank you for listening. Yes. And uh, I'm going to say again that we have uh, Twitter at Cries in Norwegian. We have a Tumblr that I haven't updated in ages. Also, Cries in Norwegian. Oh, wait. Our Twitter's actually Cries Norwegian because oh. Cries in Norwegian was too long. Ah. So, Cries Norwegian, at Cries Norwegian. Our Tumblr is Cries in Norwegian, dot Tumblr, whatever. Uh huh. And then we have an email too if you really feel compelled. Uh, Cries in Norwegian. <laughs> to yell at us about William, probably. Um. Yeah, so thank you for listening, and uh, we are going to do another episode now. Yes. <laughs> so, talk to you. So, uh, see minutes. you soon. All right, cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye.